I'm Christian Bush. And I'm Cindy Watts. Welcome to our podcast, 52. I turned 52 this year, believe it or not, and I am releasing 52 songs to celebrate. This podcast looks at the relationship between my 52 new songs and 52 of my most popular songs from my back catalog, with plenty of stories and laughs along the way. Well, Cindy, here's another week. I'm very excited. Yeah. There's two fun songs this week. I like a fun song. Songs that, um, interestingly, uh, when I was looking to connect them, I I have never really been um, schooled in the art of, of recording songs I didn't write. So the, these are both um, songs that I did not write, but somehow, weirdly, have ended up on records. That must mean they are extra compelling <laughs> for you to for you to choose these songs to record out of all of the possible songs you did not write in Nashville. And these were the two that you landed on. They must be really special. <laughs> well, uh, this first one um, is on uh, 52, obviously. And when I heard it, I think I heard it for another artist I was producing uh, another artist and it came in the pile and I, I listened to it and I was like, Oh, well, well, who is that? And, uh, they told me, and it turns out they, they were also telling me Christian, every time we play something by this writer, you like it. And I was like, ah, it's a little bit like, um, uh, you know, and you're, you're constantly like buying a shirt you think is a different shirt online and you get them. And someone's like, why did you buy the same shirt again? <laughs> and you're like, what? I like that one. That's it's different than the other one. They're like, no, Christian, I'm sorry. That's yet another black Henley. You know, you're, <laughs> you can really branch out, man. This is not, you know, but, uh, I, I loved this writer's writing so much. His name is Luke Dick. And, uh, you know him cause he's written a bunch of songs, a ton of songs. Um, and he's actually from, uh, Brooklyn. So oh, I didn't know that the times that I got to write with him, he, you know, he has like a pipe and his hair is going crazy and you're right in his garage. And, um, it feels like you're, you know, like going into a mad scientist's house. And I think there's an iguana. He feeds an iguana or something. If I remember, maybe I remember that, right. Maybe I don't, but, uh, it, it, it's always creativity and it's always joy. And, um, I've written a few of my favorite songs with him, but, I, I did not write this one. Should we listen to it? I think we should. All right. Here it comes. The world ain't as bad as you think. For every paycheck going too fast, there's a memory that's going to last. For every hole in your boot got you a step or two closer For every goodbye there's a hello For every bad boy there's a good old Joe For every tear that falls there's a head laying on a shoulder Yeah, the world ain't as bad as you think Might be some holes in your jeans A couple more in your dreams At least you still got Beach the bottom. Yeah. The world ain't as bad 
guys that just met For every song you hate, there's one you can't not dance to For every wrong word, there's a right one For every black dress, there's a white one For every burnout star, there's a bright one For every put it out, there's a just live one made you choose this song and, and like what were you thinking like what what was it about this song that made you go I want to sing that I want to put my name on that I, I think it was a topic you know the the time that this song sort of came into my life um, it, it was actually an even bigger challenge than normal <laughs> to believe that the world ain't as bad as you think. Cause really it was in the middle of, it was like four years ago. So it was right in the middle of Trump as our leader for the country. And, and it did not feel at all hopeful for whatever reason it was, the world was actually worse than I could imagine, not better than you think. And, uh, I was a little concerned that the song wouldn't read well, you know, even though you knew me, even though I'm like the trailer hitch guy. And that's obviously the song right. that would happen if you were a radio listener and you'd only heard trailer hitch and it would make sense to you. Probably if you heard this song that, Oh, that's Christian. That's the guy that sings trailer hitch. Um, but I, I, I was so, um, attracted to the simplicity of, how how the reveal is in the lyric of this song because the music i knew i could lift right and, and i was just hoping that there was a great way that you could um attach to this lyric in a way that would give you hope and if i remember correctly you know that was around the time of you know it's like the we were butting heads it's like when all the race conversations were really igniting again. 
Yeah. And the school shootings were. Yep. Me, on, me too was really on the way up on the, you know, that Kavanaugh stuff was happening just right. Exactly. Then, you know, all of that stuff was moving in a way that I know it felt like in the newspaper or, uh, you know, every which way I looked, there was really not a blue sky. <laughs> there was, you were just looking for hope anywhere yeah. you could get it. Yeah. And usually, you know, my songs are, are, are those the ones that I create them and as, as red balloons <laughs> to hold on to. And, uh, when I heard this one, I was like, Oh, I, I know you song. You're the kind of song I would write. And at the time, I don't think I even had the acumen to write it. Cause I was so down yeah (laughs) that this was helping me i love that so this time you're you know the world you wished for came from luke dick (laughs) yeah exactly and uh you know i uh, i should mention chase mcgill and ben hayslip wrote that song with him and i've never met either of those men so i hope to meet you one day guys thanks for the song we'll call them when we're done (laughs) okay so who else is singing on this track with you uh, let's see. I'm usually, I think I'm doing my background. Oh, the, my, I, you know, my kids are actually in the back of this song. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. When I recorded this, they were in kind of middle school, late middle school, maybe for Tucker or early high school for him. And they were, <laughs> uh, in, in single dad life after school, you have to come sit at the studio for a couple of hours, um, until I finish my work day. And, uh, they would pretty typically do their homework or sit on the couch and I would do my best to convince them to sing on songs. And this day they said, yes. <laughs> so you'll hear them in the back of the song with the, with the chorus, the world, you know, it all breaks down. Hey, it's bad as you think. That's, that's pretty cool. You know, the, it's fun when you can get your kids involved in, in something that you do. You know, it's just a rare thing that you they get to be a part of their dad's work. Well, do they typically say no when you're like, hey, come sing on this song? Or are they like, no, dad? Uh, yeah, or not interested or, or the way I'll present it won't, you know, as, as a parent, sometimes you don't give them an option. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I try not to do that. I've always kept instruments near my kids, but never required them to play them. Um I just, I know what it's like as a child to have your parents kind of push you into something and I didn't ever want to be that to them. So it's, it's always an invitation, but it's, it's not a requirement. I I think as they get older, they are now regretting not having written some songs with me because they might have extra cash. Oh, I'm sure you're (laughs) right. (laughs) In fact, my nine-year-old's coming over later because he wants a Tesla. So (laughs) Paxton will be here anytime. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, but you know, it's, it's fun. I, um, Camille's written a, uh, and Tucker have written a Christmas song with me before things like that, but not when they were really intending to. Right. Did you like kind of trick them into it? A, a little bit, but you know, Hey, will you, uh, you know, if you meet many, many people who record with me, they always have the same, uh, piece of wisdom for the next guy, which is, um, Hey, uh, Christian may say this is just a demo, but it is probably going to end up on a record. But he's a liar. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm just um, very uh, excitable when the <laughs> recording light is on. I, 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 I love it so much. 
It makes you happy. It does. I, I know my daughter is uh, uh, less interested than my son now that he's in college. He's, you know, he has all sorts of questions. I'm sure he's going to be like, so why didn't we get a feature on this one? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll what, be like, because you're not an artist. Well, what constitutes a feature? <laughs> like a feature, like a featuring on a Yeah, like thing? what do you have to, because I'm, I'm, I'm always curious. It's like, what constitutes a feature? Uh, well, it, it depends. I think there's a, a Grammy definition oh. that's a little different than, than other things. I think the Grammy definition, they have to have sang, have a, a significant step out in the song, mm-hmm. um, uh, or a certain percentage of the song. Um, I, you know, at this point, I think you could drop a verse as a rapper and be a feature. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and, and a lot of that stuff I think is for hire. But, you know, I'm trying to think what features I've had. We, you know, we had a life in a Northern town, which is also a cover song. We had featuring Jake Owen and little big town. Super fun. Um, we, well, we had, uh, Taylor Swift, but you know, actually that's, that's the song we were going to talk about now anyway, but she's a feature on this next song, babe. Which we also didn't write in Sugarland. So how did you land on Babe? It came to us. So the label president brought it to us and said, hey, I think you guys would sound really good singing this song. And Jennifer got really excited about it real fast. And uh, I was the holdout. I was like, I don't know, man. You know, Sugarland, we write all this stuff. And what are people going to think of us? Or, you know, because we had never really sung anybody else's songs and it had been a while since we'd put out an album. Right. So, um, also the distance that it had traveled since we put out an album, uh, Taylor Swift had gone from an amazing country star to a worldwide dominant force. So it was a whole different thing to be singing a song that, um, she was associated with, but I do remember asking, I got even more interested in it once I asked, would she sing it with us or, or or can this be a feature? Because it might expose a whole new group of fans to Sugarland. Well, sure. And who wouldn't want Taylor Swift's fan base on your side? Well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, true. But at the same time, it, it has to start with the song part of it and not the mm-hmm. commerce. You know, you have to. It's got to make sense. It's got to make sense. And so. Um, when they sent the song, I was like, can I redo it? <laughs> and they were like, what do you mean? I was like, well, can I play like new parts, new guitar parts, new everything? And they were like, well, sure. Um, so I kind of reinterpreted the song as what it would sound like if Sugarland did it. Yeah. Well, let's hear it. Okay. Here you go. Well, this is, uh, this is babe uh, featuring Taylor Swift, uh, from the bigger record.
Now, I remember there was a, well, I want to talk about the video, but first, so you, you kind of reimagine Babe and then you, you hear it back and then how do you feel? Oh, I was very excited once I got it, you know, once I got it through the lens of Sugarland, it made a lot more sense um, to me. The only thing I was really concerned about was the topic. You know, I was most concerned about, um, I don't know, maybe this is something weird about me, but if, if you're in a band that has this kind of audience and you, you start singing about, um, you know, you're, this is a, obviously a breakup Mm -hmm. where you're telling the person that you're worth more than they were valuing you. Right. And I, you know, my question to Jennifer was, some people are not going to realize that you didn't write this song or that as a singer, this is not your personal story. They're going to get it confused, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. is this something you want to talk about in your personal life? Are you sure you want this out there millions of times? You know, that was my bigger concern more than anything else. Song's fine. It's great. You know, it's, it's super catchy and it, and it's, um, it's, it's got that kind of cool simplicity that, that Taylor runs and, uh, and it sounds great, but of course, Jennifer makes songs sound fantastic. That's kind of her, 
card, calling yeah. card. But that was what I was more concerned about. And clearly so, she was like, let's do it. She was like, let's do it. I, I, you know, she's usually game for anything. I love it. Well, tell me the story behind the video because that video is insane and a much bigger <laughs> production than what we typically have. I think the I think the amount of money that was spent on that video was three times what we spent on making the whole album. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, Taylor's idea. She had sent us a she texted us some sort of like, here's the treatment I was thinking of the video. And I was thinking to myself, oh, you're so excited. You want us to do this video. You know, thus she was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I want to do the video. Like, I want to be in it. I want to be a part of it. I want it. This is my concept. Here's all. And I was like, oh, all right, let's go do that. And it was hilarious. It was like, it, it was set in uh, sort of 50s world. Um, and it, we filmed it on the set of Mad Men. It's so cool in LA and it was, it was fun. And what was hilarious is I, I didn't really want to be the guy who was going to be the bad one. Well, sure. <laughs> and, uh, so I got every other role in the whole thing. They put me in like five different sweaters and <laughs> they dyed my hair and did all sorts of things so that I could be all these different people. I felt all oh, like Dave Grohl suddenly. That's hysterical. I didn't realize you dyed your hair for the video. Oh yeah, there. I I remember like at some point my beard was all like one color and my hair was all this other, and then they changed it again. You know, four hours later. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was wild. That is wild. Was yeah. it worth it? Oh well, I mean, it's hard to tell anymore what videos are or not. Uh, but I do think that a lot of times we consume music with our eyes. Yeah. And um, any way that you can, you know, be a part of that, I think is right. I think the days that I grew up on, which is the days of sort of like MTV was born when I was 10. Mm-hmm. So I am at like an alpha consumer of music videos, but music videos affected me in a totally different way than maybe they affect my own kids right now. Like they don't, they could really care less about the video. It's just what needs to be running on YouTube while they listen. (laughs) Well, sure. You know, it's just in the background. I think what was so cool about the babe video was that it was a completely different platform to jump off of for people to talk about the song. Oh yeah. So you had the single, which had a cool story. And then you had the video which was a whole nother entry point for conversation and creativity. And I mean, headlines, who doesn't want their song in a headline? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, this is why I like talking to you, Cindy, because you're thinking about this in a totally different way than I am. I write headlines for a living <laughs> some days, some days. I love this. Well, at some point it'll be a headline featuring Christian Bush or a, do you guys have headlines that are like Cindy Watts written by Cindy Watts featuring? We could start. (laughs) We could start. Uh, Well, thanks everybody for listening to uh, another week of Cindy and I talking about music. Hey everybody, Christian Bush here. Cindy Watts. 
And we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of 52. If you'd like to write us with questions or comments, you can contact us at 52thepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number 52. Also remember, the best way to help us is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Please and thank you. You can follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can follow Cindy at Cindy Watts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening, and please join us next week.